<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Hey guys, this week on the couch, we'll be processing what it looks like to take up space. So this session is titled Crowded as Fuck. I'm so excited to talk about this. So taking up space. Yes. So the, the first person I ever heard say I deserve to take up space, I think was AOC, the congresswoman from New York. But recently I've become aware that people feel some type of way about, I guess, women taking up space that they used to didn't take up if that makes sense oh that 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 definitely makes sense okay and i don't know if people are trying to be rude so what they're saying is now that women are doing more things we are in more roles we're in more places that we were once not in and it's beginning to make them uncomfortable right times are changing and people are not adapting to that change and the liberation of women is making people men uncomfortable not all men some men right I didn't know that was an issue. I did. I just didn't think that some people would be nasty with it. Because okay. some of it is kind of, it's like they threatening lives. <laughs> you know, like it's gotten extreme to where like I just don't. Well, like I was telling you before, sometimes it's not gender specific, but we'll get to that. Right. But I think, again, people are not changing with the times. I do understand where it's like, damn, where where this coming from? Right. But you cannot say that somebody does not have the right to be in the room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when I hear we deserve to take up space, because I do believe that we all deserve to take up space, I find it liberating because we used to only be able to occupy specific corners, I would say, of rooms. Okay. You know what I'm saying? As a woman. And so mm-hmm. now we are able to confidently go the direction that we want to go with our lives without mm-hmm. somebody telling us what we have to do. Right. We're able to make decisions about our careers. We're, ba- we're, we're able to have, you know, a career and be a mom. We're able to take up space. Mm-hmm. So I think we should take up space in a bold way. Mm-hmm. Not a way that's undermining, you know, men mm-hmm. or what they're doing or what they're bringing to the table, what they've been bringing to the room, but just respect me having a seat at this table with you. It's interesting that people are threatened by that presence, though. And I think that might be a sign of insecurity. Possibly. Um, because just because I'm here doesn't mean that you don't have a position either. And it also means that you have to hold yourself accountable for the things you say because I am at the table. And you can't just objectify me to, you know, mm-hmm. something sexual. And I think men have a hard time doing that. Yes. So not only are we now taking the space, we're also hold in a them. society where men are held accountable for their... Sexual harassment slash comments. Mm. And so what I'm hearing from them is, you know, well, we can't even say nothing anymore. And I'm like, you know, you can compliment a woman. It's a difference between complimenting a woman on how she looks versus catcalling and saying something nasty and making her feel uncomfortable. Right. And I think that it has never been a problem before because we didn't take up space. Although we were in the space, we were not active participants within that space. Um, And so now having that voice and actually 
being involved in the spaces that we occupy and sharing our voices and our comments is kind of like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you have an opinion. Um, right. And they don't know how to feel about it because it is so new because we yeah. haven't always felt comfortable mm-hmm. with speaking on things. We still kind of struggle with it in some settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very new. Yeah. It is new. So I think it's important that we realize that, you know, yes, we can take up space, but also like give some people some time to adjust, not to say to get by with everything yeah. but just kind of to gently call people out on stuff and allow them time to adjust right um because it is very new for them again not making excuses because uh, if you call them out on it a couple times and they're still very rude and disrespectful you definitely yeah. need to move accordingly and continue to take up that space um and do what you need to do right so have you guys ever been in a room where you kind of i guess felt small because you were a woman or because you were an African-American or a biracial woman? No. Um, I don't think I've felt I didn't deserve to be in a room. Okay. But I've been given looks like I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I shine through that. Okay. So I speak the way I speak. Okay. I believe that I'm smart and I don't have a problem with expressing my opinion. Okay. Do I scan the room? Absolutely. But... I don't think I've, not that I recall, I felt small in the room. I don't okay. think so. So if I, I think I have been in in situations where I felt small mm-hmm. um, because people were looking at me, but it also could be my own insecurities is why mm-hmm. I felt small. So I think I would have to say. It could be a mixture. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I think it would probably, I think it would have to be, I think, track two. Um, I think I was very nervous because, okay. you know. A specific lady had me feeling intimidated from track one in regards to you know working on my PhD program. Yeah. So I had to go to the restroom and keep telling myself I deserve to be here. I deserve to be here. I literally said that to myself like six times during track two residency. You just reminded me. I felt small. That okay. That's why I said not that I can recall. Maybe I just pushed that in the back of my mind. That, <laughs> I you know small. repressed thoughts. But right. yes, that again I almost had a breakdown in yes. track two because. That was the most, I mean, I've been through stuff before, but that was a trying time emotionally and intellectually in a way because you're yeah. surrounded by professionals and it's no bullshit. It's a like, lot of scholars. Right. Okay? For me, that's the most time when it shows up for yes. me is in an academic setting whenever it comes to my capabilities. Right. right. That room, I'm glad you brought that up. That I did also have to remind myself because I'm like, again, it was easy for me to say, you don't really, you're not supposed to be here. Like, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but you want to be here. I felt that way a few times. I mean, yeah. I ain't even gonna lie. I constantly have to talk to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that way in undergrad, and then when mm. I finally did speak up in class, like, first off, when I first went to college, I remember when people used to walk on the sidewalk, I would get, get on go. the grass, yes. and one of my friends mm. that I met, yes. Rundy, was like, Girl, don't you ever get over there and walk on that grass when somebody walk by. You deserve to be Dang. on that pavement as much Shout as them. Shout out to Randy. Yes, yeah. and I had never thought about that before because in my younger years, I really was a lot more passive. Mm. Um, yes. So throughout my college years, I, I kind that. of grew a little bit. And even in my classroom, I remember a professor saying, oh, you got a lot of comments now. And she was like, oh, it must be because um, you're, you're a Delta. Oh, you came oh, offline. No. Now you got a comment. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. People I didn't want to call her out her name, but I'm like, you know, this was a this was a personal growth journey yes. for me as well. They weren't accounting for this is also my third year of college. Right. I I have grown right. um, 
internally and I am able to speak out more mm-hmm. when I have an opinion. Right. Um, that's another thing that changed from my 20s that I didn't talk about. My opinion and me being able to be assertive. I've always been passive. very passive. Gotcha. Um, when people say stuff that offended me, I wouldn't say anything. If I disagreed with somebody's opinion, I wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in undergrad, I felt very uncomfortable. Gotcha. I also felt like that in college. Yeah. I mean, in my master's, master's. program, because mm-hmm. I went on the ACT team and it was full of clinicians and they would always meet with the doctor every morning, mm-hmm. the psychiatrist. Mind you, I had like no experience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. So they were asking me all this clinical experience and it did matter to me because I wanted, when I start a job, and that's a part of me that I have to learn to be realistic about, of you have to allow yourself some time to adjust. And right. grow into the space in which you're occupying. Sometimes right. we get called to spaces that we're not ready for. Definitely. That's kind of how I feel right now about a potential job that I have been seeking out. Right. And remember I told you, let them tell you no. You don't decide that no for them. Right. You did tell yeah. me that. And so That's good advice. Yeah. And so, and like I said, sometimes we feel small because of our own insecurities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but And sometimes subconsciously we do have certain behaviors that we don't even know that we're falling into the shadows. Right. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, to, we don't recognize it at right. first. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I told when we were talking at the gym and I said, like, I... Sometimes if you don't ask, I'm not telling. Like, I don't put myself at the forefront. Do I? I don't mind sharing, but it's no problem for me to say, hey, yeah, you know, we're going to step over here to the left, (laughs) you know? But um, I feel like I have good things to say, so I don't have a problem, no matter the setting, to share my opinion, you know? No, I'm going to talk my shit all 2020 and beyond. And and so... I still struggle. Yeah. I struggled the other day at work. My... Because it wasn't anything to have to do with my work, but my supervisor was kind of saying something about hiring on a new person, and I kind of, I said something and made a suggestion Mm -hmm. um, about hiring on someone who had had some problems with um, arranging childcare services and really tried to advocate for her. Now, was that my place? Who knows? But I'm like, the conversation was there, Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking to me about it. And so at that time, I just said it which before I wouldn't have said it. Mm-hmm. But then I still found myself second-guessing my decision to even say something because she looked like she made me had <laughs> <laughs> Like she would have preferred me not have gotcha. an opinion that was a bit different than hers. Yeah. But but I feel like I work with... I work in a setting where people would prefer you not to take up space. Definitely. They prefer you to do the job, but they don't prefer you to take up space. Do your and, work and shut up. And do your work and shut mm-hmm. up. You shouldn't have an opinion. And I'm mm-hmm. like... We are not in a field to where, you know, you can afford to play it safe when it comes right. to your... Literally, this is like some people's passion. Right. Now, some people are here because they need to pay their bills, but I'm here because I love this field. Right. And everything is literally up to my clinical judgment. Clinical, I can my clinical judgment. Right. Yeah. Right. And I've had to do that a few times, and that's why I feel like I have learned and grown in the clinical setting. Because like I said before, I didn't have that much experience. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you a psychiatrist. I don't care if you are over this whole damn department. Like, if I say that this is what I'm observing from this client, this right. is what this client needs, this is what I'm recommending, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you. Like, I'm going to fully advocate. You might not like it, yeah. but I'm going to still give you all the information I have. And I'm going to document that I gave you all the information <laughs> that I have. Right. And what you do with it is kind of on you. But in this mental health field mm-hmm. setting we can't afford to not take up not space. take up right. space and that's why the the conversation of taking up space isn't specific to gender but no. 
women are taught to be apologetic about their presence. We are. Mm-hmm. And I was also... And um, black people, too. Black people are, are taught that. Yeah. Uh, it's like your condition. Yeah. And so one thing about black people is, I will always say this, we might not recognize it, not just black people, brown people, too, because I talk to many people, we police ourselves. Mm-hmm. Constantly, what J. Cole say, like, niggas are the best actors. We're taught to talk mm. this way in order to fit in, dress this way to get the job. All Jay Z said, What still, still, right? <laughs> so, we're taught to do all of these things yeah. in order to, in order so we can get into those spaces that we think we should be occupying at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I just think that we have to have a balance in regards mm-hmm. to taking up space, like, take up space, but still stay true to your absolutely self and not let these titles, yeah. To, you know, like separates you from reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but no, that's that's just a this a different side to taking a space because it's just mm-hmm. not gender specific sometimes. Right. For sure. Yeah. And just knowing that your voice, you have a voice, and it's okay to have an opinion. Yeah. You know, again, subconsciously, sometimes we don't even realize that we're kind of succumbing to that pressure. Yes. You know, I learned that in athletics. Like, right. being a, a tennis player, like Brittany, you work out every single day. Mm-hmm. Why are you intimidated just because they play for Baylor? Right. They want. Mm-hmm. They chose to play you because they think you ain't gonna exactly. play up to that to that level. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. So you, and that's why I try to be. I try to rise to the occasion. Like I try to use each experience mm-hmm. to prove to myself that I, I deserve to be here yes mm-hmm. you know I'm always telling myself right that. I have to remind myself because if I just because I'm going to be disappointed because I know I have something something to say I can't get back all the times that I didn't take up the space right. I should have been taking up back in the day so I'm <laughs> yeah. like constantly reminding myself I deserve to be here I keep telling myself you can't play it small and so for mm-hmm. every piece of me that I used to try to dim of myself that other people thought was weird difficult and all of those things i have like i decided that this year i'm gonna take up space with all of those things that people say i'm doing too much in those are the areas of my life where i'm gonna basically yeah give a hundred percent yeah and take up the space that i want to take up because it's going to change the trajectory of my life absolutely mm-hmm. i think i think and i think it's important for people to acknowledge that that's their apprehension right because it's not easy no you know because people are going to say some shit that's going to really make you fall back into that shell that right? shadow. That shadow, right? So I think you have to acknowledge where your apprehension is and kind of figure out how you want to right. pull from your your internal strengths because we all have it. Right. We mm-hmm. just have to play them in a very strategic way. We got to be empowered. Yeah. And, and a, a big part of I deserve to be here and I deserve to take up space is believing in yourself. Absolutely. And this, this is a crowded world. Yeah. But we can't just play it small. Take up the space that you want to take up. And right. I think that... One way to do that is to by taking a risk. Yeah. And I was reading um, this blog, and it was a, a female and a male colleague, and they were on a lunch break. And they were discussing how she wanted to go out for a job within the company that she was underqualified for. Mm. And he was saying, and she was like, but I'm not going to do it. And he's like, I did it. And so come to find out, research has proven that women... Mm-hmm always almost play small in regards yeah. to going for jobs because they're they're trying to be rational and logical where men are 60 percent more likely to go for a job that they're underqualified for where a woman will not mm-hmm. and i'm like wow because we're always like mm-hmm. being logical or rational and just saying well, we consider other people considering other people yeah. but yeah so what, what do you guys think about that in regards to us going for jobs that we're underqualified for do you have do you think do you ever think it had anything to do with us being a woman I think it has more to do with being a woman than anything and just some of our 
common characteristics that we share, like you said, of just really being Rational. mindful and logical and just really thinking, oh, this is kind of where we're supposed to be. Like, let me stay kind of within just grateful these to have guidelines. This, this yeah, like, let me stay within the guide. Like, these are the means that they kind of provide me with. Let me stay within okay. these versus going out because then I think we might feel like, oh, maybe we're asking for too much. Right. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giving that other person that power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because we don't, again, like you said before, sometimes we don't think that we deserve that and we don't want to feel like we are ungrateful or yeah. that something's kind of being given to us. Right. And I, it's, it's so crazy you said that because, like, people will, if you allow them, people will keep you in that box. Yeah. Be- because it's to their comfort level. Mm-hmm. Some people will not allow you to grow because that benefits them. And you cannot allow that to happen. Especially, again, if you know you're supposed to be here. Right. You know, you have to take that charge for your life. You just have to. Because at the end of the day, it's just you. This is a growing process, though. Yeah. I don't think nobody's... We're not born with this type of, yeah. you know, innate characteristics to say, I'm boldly mm-hmm. going to be this person this is what I'm going to be I think it mm-hmm. takes time and experience before you ever get to that spot mm-hmm. I think rejection may also have a big role in this um in our ability to feel like we should keep pursuing something or not pursuing something the fear of being rejected or turned down mm-hmm. um as if that reflects our value as right, a person right right yeah I think people have to I was talking to a friend um because she was saying that she wanted to accomplish some things this year and of course she said fear of rejection and failure I said not trying to be all preachy but you might want to process what failure means to you because if that's literally the only concept or construct that's stopping you from do it then ultimately you just fail before you even because took failure is, opportunity. A, is a belief before it's ever a result right mm-hmm. exactly but every day again we're vulnerable to anything yeah happening so why yeah. not take that chance? Again, like you said, T, it, it has nothing to do with who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. It just meant that what that what you tried to do may have may not have been what you needed at that time. No. Or you gotta have a different approach to it. Right. And that's what ultimately failing and rejection does for us. It gives us direction. Absolutely. If you put it into that perspective. Yes. Yeah. Because if I would have given up on my first failed attempt to be a licensed marriage and family therapist, I wouldn't be here today. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I would have told myself I didn't deserve it because I failed the damn exam. Yeah. And so if I can be transparent and spoke right now, I failed the exam twice. So I took that test three times, but I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be a therapist. So Mm -hmm. let me just keep taking this test now. If I had to fail that test the fourth time, I think she said she was going to slap me herself. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, let me pass this test, okay? Yeah. But no, this is just trying to give an example of failure and how you do feel like you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And you may feel like you don't deserve to take up that space that you're trying to occupy. Right. But that's not true. Yeah, I struggle with that too because I took it and I failed the first time. And I know y'all were kind of on my neck like, Britt, why haven't you taken the test? And I'm like, again, it was that like, damn, if I failed it the first time. And I know it's the same questions. Can I really do it the second time? You know? Mm-hmm. But I took it and it was a, a, another affirmation like, yeah, girl, you're supposed to be in this field. Right. Girl. You're supposed <laughs> to be in this field. Because yeah. that test really has nothing to do with your ability to be a therapist. Right. It's just a part of the process exactly. of becoming a therapist. Yeah. And I think people do either they need to have that supportive group right, to kind of give you though, or they have to experience something specific to give them that boost in confidence. Right. I don't think mine was a boost in confidence. It was almost a sh- like a shot to my ego. 
Mm. Um, I was I had a lack of confidence. Mm. I had to find it again. Yeah. But through each time you learned something different, each time you failed, you kind of came back and was like, okay, well, I'm gonna really try to focus on this area. I feel like I really struggle in this area, and like, let me study a bit more here. So that's kind of like life, right? Right. And learning to take up those spaces, like you said, sometimes we might not be qualified for them at the time, or we might mm-hmm. have these different barriers in right. place. But learning and adjusting, and that's really what it's about. This if is this is something that you want, like. I said before, if this is going to be for you, can't nobody take that away from you. No, you got to be relentless. Yes. You got to be relentless. And change your approach if you have to. And speaking of uh, Beyonce with the Ivy Park thing, many people might know that actually failed at first. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she came back and decided to relaunch differently. And so that's also an example of her, like, I deserve to take up space in this fashion industry for sports that's predominantly ran by white men. Mm-hmm. So, that's, I seen somebody talking about this actually, like, last night I was reading something in Ivy Park, that's a perfect example of how she failed first. Mm-hmm. But she, let me go back and redo this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she relaunched it and now this shit is everywhere. Yeah. And I'm kind of mad that she's giving away to her rich oh, friends. girl. I'm just saying, <laughs> she could have gave this stuff to us. I'm not. <laughs> but no, that's a, I just think that's a good example. Um, if Beyonce fail at something and come back, I mean, come on. Right. So, yeah, yes. don't give up, guys. So many people get to the last leg of the race and yes. just stop. Yeah. yeah. You can't live 30 years down the line wondering what if. Right. And that that's... Take up the space. Right. And I guess that might be ego, how we instantly think that what we're going for is supposed to be ours. Mm-hmm. And if it is, then whatever you're going through is not going to stop you from getting it. Right. Sometimes if, you have to have a couple If times. the fear of not getting it is keeping you from going after it something is wrong right because you ain't even got to it yet right do you really want it do you really right. want it do you really want it yeah another aspect of taking up space is for me i feel like when it comes to communicating or asking for things that you know that yes. you need or deserve mm. yes so many times we're so hesitant to communicate with people with employers salaries friends salaries salaries we are so hesitant to yes. we just take kind of whatever is given to us because yes. we feel like okay well this is better than we always comparing it to some really bad shit well yes, it's not as girl. bad as this so right. let me be thankful you preach not as bad as so and so in them at home so let me be thankful or even at a restaurant no. something small as you ask for a coke and the waitress brought you a Dr. Pepper no I'ma just take it cause no they, cause not. they're being nice no, no you no. are allowed to want what you want right Anything that you, as long as you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting nobody else, right? And you know, you speaking from the heart and shit that you need, like take up that space, get what you need, mm-hmm. but you have to communicate it. The longer right. we're quiet and we're not taking up that space, we're gonna be resentful, yes, we are towards these restaurants, <laughs> um, towards yeah. these people in our lives because they're not doing this, they're not doing that. We're not telling them. Right. We have a part in that. Yes. It's time to start acknowledging that and stop just saying, oh, they do this to me. They do that to me. They make me feel like this. No. You. Yeah. What are you doing? What's your role in it? Right. Are you taking up that space and letting them know that this is unacceptable? That you want to be treated differently? Right. And then you have something right there like stop feeling bad about shit we shouldn't feel bad about. Yeah. Yeah. We apologize. Sorry, yeah. Women apologize, I think they said at least a hundred times more over their lifetime than men. I'm sure it's more than that. It was something like I that. I caught myself just last week, I moved into a new apartment, the fridge was not working. I was emailing this woman back and forth for like two, almost three days, and then 
I found myself emailing her again because I'm like, damn, well, this won't work, but it's loud as hell. Like, every time I walk into my house, I don't even have no peace and quiet because the damn fridge is so loud. And I felt bad for emailing the woman and letting her know because I'm like, damn, I already emailed her so much. But I'm like, that's not my problem. Right. The shit wasn't working. That didn't have nothing to do with me. That's not within my control. I have the right to tell her that this is something that still needs to be addressed. Exactly. Exactly. But I feel bad. Even now, after all my growth and everything I done tried to work on, I still feel myself like, damn, should I send this email? Mm-hmm. Damn, I don't want to bother her. That's her job. Right. It's hard, but you have to do it because some people don't give a fuck about no. that type of stuff. No. We have to, we find ourselves. Because it ain't happening to them. It ain't happening to them. Not that it's not happening, not allowing it to happen to them because they're like, I don't oh, know yeah. what I want. I know a person for sure that I just met. If she was to go in a restaurant or anything, she'd be like, um, no, excuse me. She, she will call a person back. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- look, <laughs> look, I barely know this woman. But, she's not but I have to go in a restaurant. Right. But I No, do. she don't care where she at. Okay. Well, see, you got to have a balance. I think yeah. Really <laughs> I'm searching for a balance because that used, was a bit much. I, was, um, I used to be a waitress and I... Listen. Yeah, she the was, restaurant is just a small. She was one of them, but taking up space. But in the workspace and settings, I just need people to know they deserve to take up space. And I was definitely proud of you when you shared your um, opinion about the hiring of the new clinician because you are one of the only licensed clinicians at mm-hmm. your job with just one other person. So it's technically you deserve to challenge her a little bit. She just can't, you know, do things her way. It's multiple right. of y'all, so. Right. It's multidisciplinary for a reason. Mm-hmm. We all get to add to this conversation about the right. betterment of our treatment Something, team here. Right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. and not that she took my advice into me, but we did have a conversation after, and now she is including us. Mm-hmm. But I think that also goes a little bit to say that maybe it wasn't even as big of a deal as I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. Because she definitely likes sitting on the interview, hear these resumes, take a look at this. Okay. So she didn't go with my opinion, but it also seemed like she didn't mind it too much to where she would exclude me from that process. Mm-hmm. So okay. for me being as anxious as I was about it, really wasn't even necessary in that right. moment. This yeah. is an example of sometimes our own apprehensions and yeah. definitely show up yep. definitely. when they shouldn't. Right. They definitely will show up and you can get in your own head mm-hmm. and I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it happens. Mm-hmm. Just check yourself. It's. Na- I, f- I feel like it's so natural right. for us that we have to like really, really work to take up that space because mm-hmm. it's so natural for us to just kind of revert. Like as long as like nobody is like outwardly hurting us mm-hmm. or right, you know, addressing us directly, it's really easy for us to just kind of let shit slide. Yeah. And this is not just with women. You know, there are men who struggle with maybe taking a space in their respective areas of life, mm-hmm. like maybe the gym or at work as well just you know boost yourself you deserve to take the space up as well Mm -hmm. i met a man that i worked with before and i felt like um our boss at that time was very rude to him didn't speak that way to other people but was very rude to this one guy and i felt like it was because the guy didn't say anything about it you know and he didn't show any type of distaste for it Mm -hmm. he just kind of went with it and i felt really bad for him in that moment because i'm like damn dude like you don't deserve like you hear just like everybody else. We all have the same titles. You still do the same work that we do. Mm-hmm. There's right. no reason for you to be treated like that. Right. right. Yeah, sometimes you do have to acknowledge. I mean, people are going to do what you allow them to do. Right. You and know? you don't want to be disrespectful. So I think, you know, you have to find the balance because I... 
The balance is assertiveness. Yeah, assertiveness. Yes. Not passive aggressiveness, but assertiveness. Right. And knowing that you deserve to speak up for yourself. Yeah, you are your own biggest advocate exactly. at the end of the day. So you advocate for yourself, but yet in a respectful way. So we're not being aggressive. We're not trying to challenge nobody. We're not trying to be rude. Mm-hmm. But we're also not going to let that shit slide no right. more. Mm-hmm. So just really kind of get in the habit of practicing letting people know like hey this kind of made me feel uncomfortable or hey maybe mm-hmm. can we try doing this this different way this time or hey i've been working my ass off how about that raise yeah maybe not exactly like that <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah, coming to the table like hey i've done x y and z i don't see you know is now a good time for us to talk about mm-hmm. this raise right my um, financial growth with the company has been on my mind let's let's talk mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> No, just oh, y'all listen. Take up the space. Take Go, get the space. Go, Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Yep. Absolutely. So, I guess we will leave y'all with. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at on the couch underscore podcast, and be sure to subscribe and review our show. Thanks for listening, and remember, go love yourself.